Amen. Well, I got a question. How many folks were here last week or at least heard the message online? Say amen. amen. And what's the number one you think you remember? That's good. Because I thought you was going to say, I remember when you went across the East Hampton River. So I'm good. I told all that, open up, bear my soul about, you know, bad mistakes. And my sister-in-law leaves and she goes, you know, I got to turn you in. <laughs> As a statue of limitations. So, which drives me to speak about God's grace once again today. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. So this morning, the, the, our title is called No Doubt. I used to play in a band with a guy, and it just, man, it just made me think about this. Every time I hear this, I go, hey, man, what's going on? He said, man, it's a good day, no doubt. Everything was no doubt. But today, we're going to pull it around a little bit. And, and what do you think our number one faith killer is? Doubt. Y'all, let's try it again. What do y'all think? I'm doing Nirvana. What do y'all think might be the number one faith killer, man? I'm telling you, you're right on it. You're right on it. And so today, here you go. That's my boy. He's got the answer sheet, done. We're ready to roll. And you know what, Ty? We always like this. So, <laughs> is this normal? Yes, it is. We have a good time. But I tell you what, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we are serious about people knowing Jesus and loving them in the Lord. Amen. So we want to build our faith today. And I was just thinking about a few things. Let me ask you a question. Can you have doubt and faith at the same time? Really? How's that work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, like, like, it's kind of hard, right? It's kind of be fu- fully in faith, but you still got some doubt. I mean, are we fully committed or are we fully in doubt? And I guess sometimes we do because we waver. So, you know what happens? So we kind of got a little bit of doubt going on. I know God can, but, you know, we talked about last week, but Willie, you know, he's able, right? So today I want to help uh, just look at God's word and encourage us in the Lord today about what he said he's done, what he's going to do, and, and how we continue to, to run with it. I always think back in the last few weeks when, I, when I'm working on a message, I think about what, what Scott had on his band. I had a little Bible verse, and it basically it said, we win. You know, I read the whole story. I read the whole book. Guess what? We win. And that doesn't mean we always have everything just lovey-dovey and just perfect, right? But I want to tell you what, when you are confident in Christ and we know that he's good, God, amen? We're going to be all right. So let's take a look at that. So we look at, you know, doubt and faith and they're like totally different ends of the spectrum. We want to step on over on the God side, amen? We want to continue to just stand in, in faith on all the things that God said he's going to do with us. So I hope that we build our faith and remove all doubt today. Does that sound good? And let me tell you, some days we're more confident than others. How about y'all? Some days you look in that mirror and you go, "Woo, I'm ready for anything, right? And some days you go, is this a funhouse mirror in front of there or something like that? I remember going to the bank one time and, you know, I'm always joking and stuff. And I was walking. I saw this short little sawed-off fat guy with my hair on his head. I said, I know that guy. It's me. So I went up to the counter and asked the lady. I said, y'all got those funhouse mirrors out front? She goes, no. I go, I know. I was just kidding, you know. You thought, come on, lady. Just give me a break, you know. But sometimes, you know, looking in the mirror, we, we get overwhelmed by the day, what we got ahead of us. But I'm going to tell you what. If you know who's holding the day in his hands, it changes everything. It's about putting proper perspective on the word of God and who's in us. The Bible says that we, we've called on the name of Jesus, right? That we are sealed with the spirit, that his spirit lives in us. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You're not alone. That's good news. Amen. You're not alone. Sometimes you might feel like everything's stripped away. Somebody say amen on that. Everything is stripped away. You're the loneliest person at the Coliseum Mall. They don't have it there no more. Whatever it's called. What is it called? 
I still call it the Coliseum Mall. Or in the Coliseum or wherever it is at your work and your family. But I'm going to tell you what. Take time today to just open up and know that God has a good plan for you. Amen? So with that, let's go ahead. If you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to be starting out in Jeremiah 29, 11. i got most of the scriptures posted, but I always encourage you to bring your Bible. And I'm going to read that to us and jump on in. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And as Angela taught us many times, what? A confident expectation. Not a hope so of the world like maybe you will, maybe you won't, but confident expectation. Are you confident in Christ today? Do you know that your God is for you? Both of you know that. All right. Now, do y'all know that your God is for you? I just thought, man, we just have like a little heart come out there. Bling! Yeah. Am I the only one that gets excited about this? No, man, you guys are doing good. I know it's a little cold. But see, I've been, I've been thinking about this all week. So I want to just try to convey this to what, what the Lord was showing me. And I want to encourage us in the Lord today. So, you know, let me ask you this. I said, do you realize that God's love doesn't stop at that door? Think about that. You know, when you go about, you get down here, drive about two miles and get in an argument with your wife, you're going to question that. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be good anyway. Right? Everybody's going did he ride with us? Did he ride with us? I'll tell you the old story. My friends, they said, man, every time, me and my wife, my buddy, I used to do Bible study, said, every time we go to church, we argue. He said, but I finally figured out what to do. I said, what's that? He said, we take two cars. I always think about that. I said, that guy, he's praying for wisdom. Look at that. It's the way to do it. But man, think about that. There's no borders, no expiration date. It's truly unconditional. And I think if we start grasping the, the love that God has for us, it'll change the way we do everything. It'll change the way you spend your money. It'll change the way you deal with people at work. Anybody got some folks that, that, that we need praying for at work? Probably starting with the folks in the mirror, isn't it? It is. Because you know what? You're taking God with you. Sometimes you feel like they hold them hostage at the door, but that's not the case, you know? So I want to encourage us this message to just, just knock the doubt out and receive that God has a good plan for us. So there's a couple of things I, I wrote down here just to kick it off to kind of set the stage for this. And I, and I thought, you know, he knows us. He knows everything what's going on. He knew you were going to be here today. You might not have known you were going to be here today, but he knew you were going to be here today. And he's prepared a message such as that so that it'll, it'll just grow your faith. And I was thinking about this as well. Do you ever think about this? All right. All ears open. What do I want to be remembered as? How do I want to be remembered? You know, I'm going to tell you what. Life goes fast. Amen. Man, you could take your last breath on a Tuesday. They're putting you in the ground on, on Saturday. But see, that's this old body. I don't want to say, yeah, well, he's taking up more space now. I want to leave a legacy. How about you guys? What is the legacy that you want to leave? And this is what I want you to hear about today. Your legacy that you're, you're going to leave one day. Starts today. Starts today with what we're doing today. What, you know, what do we want to leave behind? And, and, you know, if you're not sure of that, I hope that God speaks to you today as we go through his word. And, and, he, and he talks to you about that. I told you many times, my thing is this. I want to be known as a soul winner. I don't care if they know my name. I don't care if they know anything else. Just, you know that guy over there that talked all the time? He's all about telling people about Jesus. You know? That's, what, that's because that is the thing that I know that God has called me to do. That's it. And, and people say, you ain't never met a stranger. I said, well, I try not to. I try to not keep it strange too long because I just want to say, hey, you know, what's going on in your life? 
You know, many times you guys laugh, but it's true. Anybody that's ever traveled with me, if you get in, in on, on a elevator with me, <laughs> you're going to hear about Jesus. I got three, I got about three floors to tell you, man. They're like, yeah, what's going on? Okay. It doesn't matter, you know. You got them controlled. But you don't have to beat them up or put them in a chicken wing, right? You don't have to do that. Many of you guys share your faith each and every day. You know what I love when people, when I, when I deal with people? How many people love to have a good listener as a friend? How many people are a good listener? I'm working on that. My hands, my hands this high. Because <laughs> I didn't want my family to go, oh, pray for dad. <laughs> but you know, it's easy to do this. Sometimes it's hard to do this. Listen up. But I'm going to tell you what. We got to keep pouring in so we can pour out the good stuff. So I hope today that you know what? That God just helps us to remove the doubt and grow our faith. And I said, I said this earlier. I said, you know, leaving a legacy starts with you today. Today counts. And, and, and you don't have to do it all in a day. Because you know? sometimes, I tell you what, I would hate for my whole legacy to be based on one day. How about y'all? Anybody ever blow a day or two? Yes, indeed. But you know what? Aren't you glad that God's grace is fresh for every day? See, I get excited about the new day. I got so excited about it yesterday, I got up about 7 o'clock. I was ready to roll. And I sat down and put my socks on on the side of the bed and woke up at 12. And I thought, woo, I must have needed some sleep. It's going to be a really good day because I tell you what, I don't never get to sleep that much. Because I got a wife that will see to that. <laughs> going to be a long ride home. It's going to be a long ride home. So, moving back to that. But I tell you what. We need, you know, I just started, I, I sat there, and she does get on me a lot of times. I'll say, she said, are you sleeping? I said, I'm praying. <laughs> See, I've learned this, right? Like, I'm going to help you all out, guys. If you're in your chair, and you're laying back like this, and they say something, just go, amen. You lay back on the top of them. Amen, yeah, yeah, I'm right on it, baby. My mother-in-law's going. Y'all pray for my wife. <laughs> But you know what? Most, a lot of times I am praying. And, uh, because you know what? We need that prayer. Talking about the movie night, it's a lot about prayer. And so as we you know, prepare our hearts for that, I hope that we are, really take advantage of it. That is a great gift that God gives us. It's a great tool. It's a great honor. Man, and, you, and it's not like you get one phone call. You get in trouble, you get one phone call, they say. I don't know. I ain't going to ask nobody in here to know that. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? We can come to God anytime. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. So every day counts. You have a purpose. Say, I have a purpose. We might not know it right now, but I'm going to tell you what, we have a purpose. And I pray that God, through the Holy Spirit, directs you today to what that purpose is. And sometimes it's more than one thing, okay? Sometimes it's multiple things. And sometimes it changes on different days. Amen. Sometimes you're a listener. Sometimes you're a talker. Sometimes you're, you know, you're, you're just that person that hopefully brings unity. Amen. Not tearing down, but lifting up. So let's take a look at our life and the purpose that God has for us. Right. A life of purpose. I wrote down a few things in here and I started out placing God in the center of all you do is the first step in knowing your purpose. Anybody say, say that's true. Amen to that. If you really want to know what God has for you, you need to go to the source, right? We need to open the manual, the Bible. We need to look at that. We need to be listening to God. Now, like I've said this many times, I don't know. God seems to speak to me in the shower more than anywhere else. I guess that's the only time that my mouth is shut. 
And while I was scrubbing up this morning, it's like, well, you know, you ought to get Angela to preach on uh, after the movie night. I was like, okay, okay. You know, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking, man, okay, we're going to do this. But I try to be obedient when the Lord nudges me with that. You know, what is God nudging you in your quiet time, in your shower time, on the drive home? Because he can speak to you anytime, anyway, through anybody. But usually he does it through his word. Amen. Always take it back to his word. And I said, it all starts with the Lord. We need to seek him and listen closely. I said, we have to invest a little bit back in God. Now, let me clarify that. It is finished at the cross. You didn't do nothing but receive it. It's a gift. Amen. But if you want to grow with God and you want to grow in your relationship, you need to take a little time with God. Is that, is that true? You need to be listening. You need to be looking. I'm preaching to me first. We need to be spending time in God's word. And it's great that you come Sunday. And it's great if you make it on Tuesday. But you still got seven or five more days. How, how's the God, how is God moving in your life each day? Do we start our day with God? He's got a lot of tools. I'll always bring this up. Hey, man, anything that we have up here, take them with you to, to, to strengthen yourself. Take them with you to encourage somebody else in the Lord. We got music. We got God's word through the, our, our daily bread. All those different things. I will tell you this. This was a blessing to me. Jesse went and finished up for his driver's ed. And I had talked to his driver's ed teacher. And it was real evident, real fast, that she knew the Lord. I don't know if that was before Jesse drew with her, drove with her or after. But she, was, she said, I don't get in the car without him. And I said, that's good. I said, we've been praying for you already and everything else. Not because I've seen him drive, just because, you know, it's just a good thing. And he actually does, he does really good. He does really good. I said, how did it go? He said, she didn't even yell at me. What, what you trying to say, son? You know? She ain't paying the insurance, is she? So anyway, getting back to the story, after everything was done, he signed off. He said, I got my card and I got this and I got this and I got this. And that blessed me so much. She gave him a daily bread, one of those daily bread. She was using what she was doing as a ministry to reach those kids. Man, that's beautiful. She didn't beat anybody down with it. She didn't do anything else. But when everything was said and done, and she was very clear when I was out there signing the papers on the back of her car, this is a privilege. You know, a lot of times in life we think, you just owe me. But isn't it a great privilege to be called a child of God? Isn't it a great privilege to know that your heavenly father, the God of all creation, says you matter. You have a purpose. Amen. So I want us to take a look at that. But we got to just continue to seek the Lord. Have a teachable spirit. That means we need to listen sometimes. Amen. Are we listening? Do we just, oh yeah, I know that. I've heard that story in the Bible. I've already been to church all these years. You couldn't possibly teach me anything. Woo, you're in a whoop, 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 alarm. Danger zone, baby. That's a danger zone right there. When you think that you're un, uh, you've got it all down, God's got, so, he got a surprise for you, God. Because he? he can show you in an instant. But I'm going to tell you what God is for you, amen? God wants the very best. You know why? Because he gave his very best for you. I'm going to tell you what. Get a hold of that today. I kept, I kept looking at this and I said, you know, living without God's plan in our life, it's like driving a car without a steering wheel. It's like, you know, being on a boat and having no, no rudder. Is that what it's called? You know my boat business. I won't get into all my boating technique. That's about all I got. But, you know, you think about that. You've got to have direction. And you know what? We need to set our heart's compass on that of Christ. Set your heart on the things of God. 
Because I'm going to tell you, even if everything is just great today, you say, I thought this was an encouraging message. It is. You will have a day that's not so great sometime in your life. So, you know what? As we feed on the Word of God, when those days come and those things come, and we have that foundation, let me tell you, it makes all the difference in the world. Anybody ever got a bad report from the doctor? It's not good. Everything changes in that instant. But you know what? We just continue and say, well, wait a minute. Now, God's got the final word on this. I'm going to stand on this. You know? I want to stand on this thing. Or maybe when you're going through something and the doctors don't even know what's going on. God's got this. God's handling this. But I want to tell you what. I want you to hear this. You can't pour out. You can't speak the words that you don't fill up on. So I wanted you to know how important it is to stay in the Word of God. Amen? Well, to go along with all that stuff, I'll go back to the question I asked before about our lives. And the Lord, as I was putting the message together, kept drawing me back to this. Does my life matter? Somebody say amen. Yes, indeed. Do you ever feel like in your life, you don't have to raise your hand, but just for a second. Do you ever feel like you don't even make a difference? Man, that's a lie. <laughs> Let me just say that is a lie of the enemy. You make so much difference. It's amazing. If you were the only one here, God would have still sent his only begotten son to save you. See, every now and then people say, well, don't take things so personal. Take this personal that Jesus Christ gave his life for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. And so today, you know, as we look at this, I pray that, you know, that we understand that our lives matter. You know how that starts? Is when I look at his life and I look at her life and I start comparing side to side. I need to look at his life. Amen. And look at what he's doing in my life. It might be totally different, but that doesn't mean that it's any less important. The folks that have spoken in my life over the years were, were, and there's been many people and I'm very thankful for that. Mainly the things that just, just blew my mind were people that I thought that weren't even listening. Going through things. Man, I'll I, I tell you different things. I played guitar with Alan, my buddy, for 20 years. 20 years, man. Witness to him about the Lord and everything else and he's drawing closer to the Lord and, and we would go through some stuff and I would just get overwhelmed sometimes, man. And he would just say, hey, and his blood pressure must be low because I don't get upset about it. He said, man, God's going to give that to us. I'm telling you. It's going to work out. And at, at, at the worst part of, of, of working in something, and you just feel like, man, God will speak through one of your friends. God will speak through somebody at, at work. God will remind you of a Bible verse. I'm so thankful for those folks that say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to encourage you a little bit. The other night, we were doing some mechanical work. Lord, pray for us, right? You know, that's my, my top thing. And we were going to try to take headers that were this big on Thomas's truck and put them in a hole this big. <laughs> I can help. Tim's got a saw. I'll be back. <laughs> we did. We got half of them in there. <laughs> but during that time, I'm always watching people. And Thomas works with a guy. His name's Brandon. And I've only mess, met him a couple times. They're the same age. They got the same job, and they both just got married. And he came over and volunteered. And I like that because I can point and say, hey, uh, young blood, you need to put that over there. <laughs> hey, you need to go get I was the tool boy. 
I'll go get the tools. Yeah. And things weren't going just right. And Thomas was pretty cool about it, but he had his hopes so high, uh, you know, set on it. So, man, I want to get this done. And my child has a way of picking the coldest night in the year to work on a project. Amen. Every time, man. I was like, you know, uh, why don't we do that next week? Dad, Dad I got to get it done. I said, okay. And then mom was saying, you're going to help him, right? I go, yeah, I'm going to help him. You know? <laughs> but I said, we're putting that truck in the garage, man. You know, we ain't going to sit outside. So we get in there. And his buddy's helping, and he had a lot of good ideas. There's no arguing. There's no nothing. And everything else. And when we finally go, I think we're done for tonight. His buddy says this one thing. He goes, Thomas, we'll get it, dude. We'll get it. I'll come back. We'll get it. Wow. See, that might not sound like a lot. But when you're up there and you got somebody else going, well, you should have done it that way. Well, I can't believe you do that. That's the stupidest thing in the world. Well, you don't need to hear stuff like that. And that was no, but when you got somebody just to say, man, we're going to get this. It made all the difference in the world. I was excited. I said, we're going to get this. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm thinking, them boys got a degree. They'll get it. <laughs> I got a hammer. I'll get it. <laughs> I can't say it. I said, we can bend that thing right there, boy. It'll go. He goes, I don't, I don't want to do that. I said, cut the frame. He said, I don't think we want to do that. I said, well, that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. Kick it 10. Automotive only takes you so far. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> cut it, bend it. That's it. You know? But the whole thing was in, in that, you know what? Purpose. To have a purpose to encourage somebody. To not give up. To say, I'm not alone in that. As small as that may sound, he's got a lot of money invested in that. He's got a lot of time invested in that. He's got other people got time in that. And for somebody to say, you know what, man, look, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We'll get it again. That says a lot about somebody, doesn't it? It says a lot. It says, you know what? And this guy's volunteering. You know, he's just coming over. So I tell you what, that right there was such a blessing to me. Does your life matter? Yeah. Even in the small things? Yeah. Because it could have been a real long night ago. Man, I can't believe this and everything else. You say, why are you talking about this small potatoes? Because the small potatoes make a big meal in the course of life. All those little things that you don't think is a problem at work, and then you come home and your wife says, hey, we're having you know, um, chicken. You go, why are we having chicken? <laughs> what? And it's amazing, man. I've been married for quite, quite a while. And I don't know, it works both ways. And maybe it's just in my house the way things are. Because you could say, hey, baby, what's for supper? And she hears, what do you mean it's not ready yet? Or she might say, hey, I fixed your favorite. And I hear, you're late. You know? Has that ever happened to y'all? It's like this trance. It's like, Ooh. It happens sometimes. But I pray that you know what? That we can love each other through those things. And, and I tell you, words mean something, as my father-in-law tells me all the time. But you know what means something on top of all that? Your tone. That's, that's not even in the notes. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. Your tone. You can say, hey, nice hair. <laughs> or you can... <laughs> I'm going to start this up on the front row. <laughs> We got to do the marriage counseling thing already again. again. <laughs> but that tone, you know, like I said, in, in, in the text too, you know, 
nice hair. Does that mean nice hair? Or does that mean nice hair? Does it mean, you know what I mean? And then then it just blows the thing up and it's all out of control. If you don't believe me, just watch the presidential debates. I was a circus. I was like, this is just like junior high, you know? Man, does my life matter? God says it does. How much does it matter? Enough for him to send his only son. I'm going to give you some word on that, all right? All right, 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into the, his wonderful light. Man. Do, you see, do you see yourself, and I know sometimes it's hard, hard to say this, but think about it. Do you really see yourself as God's special possession? It'll change everything if you do. Now, that doesn't mean you shove a little old lady out of the, out of the, you know, the line at food line and say, excuse me, I'm God's special possession. You know, turn back in the line, ma'am. It means, you know what? I matter. But guess what? So does she. So does he. So does her. So does the child. So does, so does the elderly couple. And I hope today, as we start defining who we are in Christ, and we do that a lot. You know why? Because it's very necessary for us to remember who we are in Christ. Especially when there's times of crisis. And you need to know that before. So when you go out. But think about that. If we really understood that we were God's special possession. Anybody got something special? Now, possession stuff used to mean a lot of stuff to me. Because you work hard and it takes a while to get something in it. And it's, it's something else. You know? Number one thing you had to deal with. Guitars. Man, I love playing guitar. Got a nice guitar. And somebody goes, can I play in your gun? <laughs> I'm going back many years now. <laughs> and you're like, you don't have, let me see, you don't have a wristwatch on, do you? You don't have, you don't have a spike on your belt or anything. All these things, you're worried about your stuff, right? And later on, you find out it's just stuff. You know, you want to respect people's stuff and you want them to respect yours. But it's really just stuff. And I didn't realize how God was working with me on that because as time was going by, I just kept thinking, what's this stuff? You know? I like my stuff. I'm thankful for my stuff. But at the end of the day, it's just what? Stuff. Had a buddy of mine that was uh, had a car and it broke down and he was going through a divorce and everything else. And this was years back. I just got a, a newer vehicle. And the guy said, man, I got to get today to try to get plates for this other ta- car and all this, everything else. And um, I didn't think anything. I said, well, here you go, man. Drive that. He goes, that's your new truck. I go, yeah, man, enjoy. He goes, but, but, but that's new. I go, yeah, God bless me with that. That's cool. Why don't you enjoy it? It's got gas in it. He said, but I said, he said, what happens if I wreck it? I got insurance. It covers anybody that drives it. And this guy goes, I really appreciate that. I'm going to tell you, that's been probably 20 years ago. And every time we have a conversation, we're working on something, something gets real deep. He goes, man, I'll never forget that time. You just say, just take my car. Just take it. Because it's stuff. If I'd have known how much that would impact that guy's life, I think I'd have gave it to him if I could have swung it. But he brings it back all the time. I didn't think anything of it because the Lord had already dealt with me in my life that it was just stuff. And I saw a need. And I said, well... Take my stuff to help you with your need. How often do we do that? What about some of these families that are going through tough times? What is it that we could share? 
What is it? Maybe it's just the word. Maybe it's not always monetarily. We try to do that as we can. And because of your giving and different things, we can do that. And that's a blessing. And every time we do that, it is not, look what we did. It is, this is the extension of the hand of God. We want you to know that God loves you. That takes all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. When they see that as an extension of God's love, guess what happens? I matter. And you do. They matter. We want them to know that they matter. We want them to know that they're God's special possession, man. And over and over, we, we just keep on rolling with that. So, you know, when we look at the truth of that today, does that start removing some of your doubt and building your faith? Does that encourage you a little bit to realize who you are in him? That we're God's chosen people, that we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And he says, you know what? Why? So we can declare the name of Jesus. Man, I get tired sometimes. But I, so far in my life, I can't remember when I was too tired to tell somebody about Jesus. But I can't take credit for that because I know it's God moving. Because I get tired of a lot of different things. How about y'all? You get tired of telling people the same things, right? You get tired of people not treating you right. You get tired of, of just like, man, do I matter? All those things we talked about today. But see, that is the darts of the devil throwing doubt in your life. What am I going to do? What happens? The difference between that is that what is God going to do? That's different. If you ever been in a place in your life, you go, this is what's happened to me in my time. And I'm sure you guys have had things worse and everything else. But the things that start changing my life, when I knew I couldn't do anything else but just say, God, I'm glad you're working this thing because I don't have any idea. I don't have the resources. I don't have the wisdom. I ain't got nothing. But I know I got you. And let me tell you, that little thing right there, I'll start changing Changing, changing. I shared this many times. We've got some new faces. I'll share this again. Probably when Justin was in kindergarten, he's 16 years old now. I had a situation. They didn't know what was going on. They wired my brain up. They checked on everything else. They didn't know what's going on. They didn't know if I was having seizures. They didn't know anything other than take this, try that, take this, try that. I was like, I don't want all that stuff. Man. And I remember we were at a football game. Many of y'all, I just, y'all work with me on, I'm supposed to say this today, I believe. I was at a football game. I couldn't even sit still. I couldn't even sit still. I was like, uh, I'm going to go home and get something. He's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go home. And I laid down on my floor and cried out to God. You got to do something. You got to do something because this ain't good. Do you know God answered that prayer? I'd like to tell you that I just jumped up and I didn't feel bad anymore and woo! And that does happen sometimes. Right? The miraculous thing. But God can work miracles day after day. And God starts filling me up a little bit more. It would be amazing, man, when I'd have some doubt to come in my mind. It was like Jesus standing there whispering in my ear. No weapon form against you is going to prosper. I thought, I didn't even know I knew that verse. See, but I had filled up on those verses years before. And God was able through the Holy Spirit to bring those things to my remembrance. That's what he says the Holy Spirit do. Bring these things to your, remem- your, your remembrance. So feed on that today. Realize that you have a life of purpose. Many times I talk to people, they go, yeah, I know, but I don't know what my purpose is. They go, oh, but you got it all figured out. Blah, blah. No, I don't. I know this. I'm going to share Jesus with anybody I can today. And I'm going to ask God for forgiveness when I miss the mark, and I'm going to keep on going with that. And, and I know that there's so much more that God wants to show me. You know, 
We talk about our friend, Kevin, that, that passed away, Kevin Keener. That was all of a sudden, man. We got a call, and, and it's not like I ate dinner with the guy every day, but I knew him. He's a really fine fellow, man. His family, great, great folks. Uh, he actually lettered our KTP trailer for us and things like that. So we've had some business deals. Nice guy, top shelf, man. Gone in an instant. And many of y'all know other people that that happens. Maybe some loved ones, you know, and things like that. And I thought, do y'all ever do this? I inserted myself in the story. How will my family respond to that? What's going to go on with KTP if that happens? What's going on with this? See, if you think you're the one-man band, you got a problem. You need to invest in other people because if something does happen, you want the legacy to keep rolling. You want to keep moving on, right? Because... You're just, you're just one note in a song, man. But you know what? To God, you're that speckle, special fragrance. You're that, boom, that sweet note. Ding, man, that's beautiful. So you know what? When we think about that stuff, as my heart really hurts for families that, that lose loved ones and things, first I go, how can we come alongside of them and show them Jesus during this time? How can we reach out to them and let them know? And then I think about... What am I doing in my own family to make sure that they're prepared if something comes up, regardless of what that is? So I'll tell you what. Live with a purpose. Be a difference maker. And be a legacy lever. Amen? Legacy lever. And, and I think that, you know, as we realize that we're a royal priesthood and a holy nation, there's some other things I want to I just share with you, all right? Some things to think about. Everybody doing good so far? All right. Let's keep on rolling. We'll pick up some speed here. When we think about these things, I think that it will encourage us and, and move that doubt further and further away. We are planned for God's pleasure. You ever think about that? God loves you, you so deep. We sing a song. Your love is deep. Your love is wide. That's why I play guitar, she sings. But, uh, you know, you think about that. The love of God. All the things that has to happen for a baby to be born. Isn't that amazing? When I come on the scene, Thomas was too. He was already doing stuff. He was already drooling. He was already doing stuff. I was like, okay, yeah. when Jesse was born, I was on home team base right there, me and Aunt Ange. <laughs> right there. Denise had a wash rag over here going, I want to go home. <laughs> we can't do this at home. We need, we need an Abby, our doctor. I was like, where is she? Where is she? You know? And man, here comes Jesse. Yelling, screaming, hollering, hair all stuck up. I thought, he looks like a little miniature of my dad. (laughs) And that was just an amazing thing. And I thought, God, you are amazing. It's amazing. Whether you have children or not, let me tell you what. You're the same way to God. Just amazing. Just amazing. And God is, is saying, you know what? I know every hair on your head. I know every thought. I know everything that you could do, everything that you want to do, everything that you're going to do. Even the good and the bad. I said, I love you. I love you. You mean we're playing for his pleasure. Man, that's good news. Amen. Let's keep on going. You were formed for God's family. Anybody got a big family? Mine's getting bigger. I just added one to it. Miss Alexa. Got a pretty good sized family? You see, if you got a small family, you want a big family. And then if you know people got a big family, you say, Woo, I'm glad I got a small family. Right? <laughs> Sometimes. You know? I'm thinking, man, if I had a couple brothers, this would be great. My buddy's got a couple of brothers. He's like, they beat me. 
Well, he was the littlest one. Not no more. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. But families have ups and downs and things sometimes, don't they? But God's family has God's grace. God's family has God's love. God's family has God's mercy. And God's family has you. Amen. I want you to hear that today because sometimes we just don't feel like we belong. Amen. Well, what else? You were created to become more like Christ. To become like Christ. How do we become like Christ? We follow the footsteps of Christ. We see what Jesus did and we follow along. You say, well, it's easy for Jesus to do that because he's Jesus. He's fully man, fully God. He laid all that aside and walked in obedience to what the Father had asked him to do. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? But you know what? What is it that God has called us to do? Following the footsteps of his son. You know the old wristband, what would Jesus do? What would happen if we asked that question before we responded? Woo! I bet you these hairs wouldn't be as white as they are now. And I know my mama's hair wouldn't be as white as it is now if I would just ask that. You know? I said, Mama, was I much trouble? My mom's 86, going to be 87 April, Lord willing. I said, was, was I much trouble, Mama? She said, well, son, when you were little, you were little trouble. When you were big, you got big trouble. But you're doing all right now. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Appreciate that. You know? And, and it's, it's crazy. And a lot of times we don't realize how much we pour into our families. Right? I mean, you do stuff for your family you wouldn't do for anybody else, man. The guys at work say, hey, why don't you stop by me? I'm not going by there. But you come home, work all day, and, and your wife says, I don't have enough Twinkies for class tomorrow. And you go, I don't want to go to the store. And she goes, you want to get the Twinkies? And you go, yeah, I'll go get the Twinkies. <laughs> and you see three other guys over there getting Twinkies. And my wife forgot to get the Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, you're real tough at food line, but you work on the front porch. She's like, yeah, I'll go get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just tell them the truth, man. It's funny. And you can spot those guys, too, when they're going through, they're getting this stuff, you know, they're getting all this little, this little foofy little stuff. It's like, oh, are those, are those your cupcakes here, Gus? No, they're for my wife. Oh, my goodness. Become more like Jesus. <laughs> Let's keep on going. You are shaped for serving God. There's something that you could do for God today. I want to I cover this. That doesn't mean he loves you more. Or less if you do more or you do less, okay? He loves us all the same. His love for you is unconditional. Man, if you get a hold of that, that's something right there. That's just freeing, right? You mean God loves me on my worst day? Yep. Man, I give him a lot of opportunities. You know what I mean? I give him a lot of opportunities. How much do we invest back in him? Are we available? Check your availability. Check your calendar, man. What you got going for God? Now, I don't want you to go, I'm going to do this. I was at church every day. I was there 10 minutes early. I set the chairs up. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. No, what does God ask you to do? You know, he might just say, hey, I just want you to stay back and uh, pray with somebody today. What? I don't know what it is, but Lord, speak to us today how you want us to serve you and shape us into your servant. But I want you to hear this because you were made for a mission. Somebody read that with me. You're ready on three. One, two, three. You were made for a mission. Do y'all believe that? You just say, God just dropped you off here, just hanging out, come back and get you about 80, 90 years. Man, there's people that think that. They think, oh, yeah, God, you know, they think it's a boom and a bang, and here you are. I, ah, that's not in the book I'm reading. And the book we got is the truth of God's word, amen? So many times I think we just don't realize how much God is willing to use us. You think about that? 
Think about that. You think he, you think he used an old bricklayer guy that's so tall I can't even see the people in the back? Use them every day, all the time. There's times I'm thinking, you know, we're doing stuff and we're, we're working on, on Tuesday nights and things like that. And Scott will just come out with something and go, where did that come from? That's cool. Or Bonnie will sit over here real quiet. Doesn't say much. Elbow Mike every now and then like that. And you start praising the Lord. And she just, it's like she is dancing with God, man. It's beautiful just to see how God uses and, and works through his children. All different, but all unique, Amen. We have a mission. And I said, you know, we need to seek the Lord for us to, to, so he, that he will reveal those things to us. And, you know, I don't want you to think that God is going to put you on a shelf. I know many people I talk to say, well, you know, I was, I was, you know, doing things for the Lord. I made some bad mistakes and stuff, so, you know, you can't use me anymore. Where'd you read that at? Where'd that, where'd that come from? What page is that on? God's about rebuilding God's about reuniting. God's about what? Compassion, love. I'm not saying you won't have some bumps and bruises and some scar tissue. Amen, we will. But I'll tell you what, God can use you anywhere, any way, any day if you're available. Are you available? I pray that we are today. Let's keep on rolling. We'll pick it up a little bit. Everybody doing good? Yes, MD. Here we go. Got some good scriptures for you guys to write down. Put them on your mirror in the morning. You can read them to yourself and encourage yourself. You are protected. Man. I like watching a lot of mysteries and stuff. I watch one of these things and it's called, what is it called? Point of, what is it? Just, who is it? Person you see, I'm right on it. <laughs> it's a cool show. I just didn't know the, the name of it. And they got this guy that looks, he, he, he knows when people are going to get in trouble. So he jumps in and saves the day. He has shot about 4,000 people in the kneecaps in the last two weeks. I'm not saying that's what we need to do. All right. But what I'm saying is, the people are very grateful. They got somebody looking out for them. He's just a guy. What about our Heavenly Father? He doesn't have to cap nobody in the knee to protect you. Right? He doesn't have to get you in the chicken wing. He doesn't have to blow up your squad car. As we walk with the Lord, He can guide our steps in a way to keep us protected, to keep us strong. And even when we lose the path, God will bring us back on there. Look at this here. Psalm 121.3 says, He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Every minute of the day, God never forgets about you. Never forgets about you. You know that? No matter what you've done, where you're at, what's going on in the world, what crisis is going on in the world, He didn't forget about you. Man, that's big news. You're protected. Let's give it a look at this. What else? Psalm 46.1. Write these down and, and, and have them later. Put them on your notes and encourage yourself. 46.1, Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Anybody ever been in a bad spot? Everybody at some time. And we always have a safe place in the Lord. If you realize that God is your safe place in the midst of the storm and everything else, that will bring what? That will bring peace in your life. You ever notice in the world... They want you to make a quick decision. They want to use fear for you to make the decision. We got to do this right now. We got to pass this through. Did you read it? No, don't worry about it. We're just going to go with it. That's not good. God is going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you peace in the midst of those things. That's how you see somebody walking with the Lord. When everything else is going crazy and you got this one person going, well, you know, maybe we ought to try this. 
My goodness. They've got the peace of God in their life. That doesn't mean that they're going through anything less. It just means that, you know what, they know who they're going through it with. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. We've got a couple more for you. Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Man, no need to be discouraged. The Lord is for you. Think about that. It sounds like I'm telling you a lot of things from all different angles. I am. I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to get a hold of this. He gives us strength. He gives us help. And then we have victory in him. And we don't experience victory in life by our own strength many times. But it's by the presence of God that breaks the shackle of worry and doubt and sin. Amen? So get a hold of that. Let's take a look at this. I'm finishing up here. Isaiah 50 verse 7 says, Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will. And I know that I will not be put to shame. Do you have confidence in Christ? Why is it? These are the questions I ask myself sometimes, okay? Why is it that I trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, know that I'm secured in him, know that he's going to seal me to the day of redemption, know that his word says, that you know what, it's by grace I've been saved through faith, not that of myself, it's a gift of God. I know that I'm a masterpiece. I know that it says that, you know what, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, that I have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And then I worry about stuff. That don't even make sense, does it? And that was just a couple of verses. That was just a couple of things. Why am I going to worry? Because I start looking at things. And I start rehearsing the hurt. And I bring in the doubt factor. The doubt factor. Why? Well, what happens if I pray for somebody and they don't get healed? What happens if you don't pray for them and they don't? I'd rather pray for them. You know? That's on God. You step out. And you say, you know what? We're lifting you up and this is what we're going to do. It says, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like stone. I mean, you ever, got, you ever seen anybody that just said, you know what? I'm going through that door and it don't matter. And you know right then, oh boy. They got the head down and the helmet on and they're going. What would happen if we walked in our faith like that? I don't mean barrel over people. I don't mean being unkind. I don't mean, definitely don't mean... Losing compassion. But being committed and settled on that God is for you. That our purpose in life is going to be that we're going to make a difference for Jesus when we're here. Whether I live 50 years or 51 years or 105 years or whatever the case. This drives me crazy. So many times when people get a little age on them, society thinks, you can't make a difference. Man. Y'all heard the story, and I won't go through all of it, but when I went to visit that older gentleman in the hospital, and out of all those things, God led me to see that man in the hospital, miracle after miracle after miracle, to find this guy in the hospital. And I sit down with him the next day, and he comes out of this heart surgery and everything else. And he says, son, this world is a big place, but it don't take a lot to make a difference in this thing. You don't have to make a big difference. You can make a little difference, and it'll, it'll affect the course of everything. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. Just a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. I want to tell you today, don't worry about the big jumps. Take the baby steps to trust God. Take the baby steps to trust God. 
take a baby steps in front of God. Because I can tell you what, I would never be standing up here if I took a big step. If God showed me any more that he was going to do in my life any faster, man, I'd be holding on to the wall. Woo! You think and I think we want to know more? I just, I've, I've come to the part where I go, Lord, you're driving. You're driving. I'm going to be good with that. Because so many times, I want to drive that bus. Woo, doggy. And into the ditch we go. But you know what? God loves you so much, he's driving the tow truck. He'll bring you back. He'll put you back on the right course. So if you're here today and you say, man, I just feel like I'm just off course. Well, that's okay. God's in the redirection business. He's in the changing our course and putting us back on the right track. Amen. He will pull us out the miry muck. Amen. And put us back on the line. Put us back on that, that rail. Right. I want us to see that. I want us to know that we're God's masterpiece. And I want to hit a couple of things here. This is a great thing. Tanya found this. And I thought, man, this really set everything in, in motion. I'm going to preach through a, a few of these. It says, you know, up at the top, and I'll just go from the left to the right. It says, you are important. It's got a scripture up there. First Peter 2, I'm sorry, 2, 9. Yeah, it's better up there. You're important. Take these scriptures. Write these down. Some of these I pulled in and some of them I didn't. But look at this for later, right? You are forgiven. Somebody say amen. amen. If there is a, a major blessing in this word, I'm going to tell you it's forgiveness. Amen. Because guilt and shame and fear and doubt will ruin you. But forgiveness will free you. Amen. Look at this. You are a new creature. Been being Christ, he's a new creature. New feature, man. Let's keep on going. You are protected. We talked about that a little bit. You are family. You are strong. You know, sometimes you might not feel like you're strong. But sometimes you're the strongest when you're the weakest. Let me explain that. When we've got out of the way and allowed God to work, that's when you really see the strength. Amen. That's when you really see the reliance on God. You're unique. Now, you didn't even have to see that up there to know you're unique, did you? Right? You're unique. And that's okay. That's cool. Jesse went to get a haircut the other day. And we went in. And this girl was an apprentice haircutter girl. I don't know if that's a real term, but that's what she was doing. And I said, well, work on that head. <laughs> she said, you want a haircut? I said, no, here you go. <laughs> and she went up there, and she was being so careful. And she was doing everything else. And she was asking her mom, is that good? Is that good? She said, she's, she's a apprentice. She's in training. I said, well, it looks like she's got a good teacher. And, and I kept encouraging the Lord, the girl in the Lord. And she's, I said, that's a really neat uh, watch band. And she had some kind of new wave stuff on everything. She says, I like being unique. I said, well, it looks good on you. That's good. That's fine. Opening up the door a little bit. Just encouraging her. I said, you know, you're doing a fine job. As I encouraged that girl with a few words. Man, she was just, she, before she was like this. But time she finished cutting Jesse's hair. And that noggin. She was just shoom, shoom, shoom. Because it took all the pressure off. Just give her a little bit of encouragement. You know what? To know, you know what, being unique is okay. It's all right to be unique. All right? You're created for a purpose. Today I hope that God speaks to you about the purpose that you have. Think about it. Seek the Lord on that. Amen? And you are victorious. Say, I'm victorious in Jesus. Let me hear you. You know why? Because there's no doubt he's for us. Amen? I want us to, to, to read this, if we would, together on three, okay? The bottom part there, Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's read it. One, two, three, read. For I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord, and the plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Are you going to live your life today like you believe that? 
Are you going to live your life this week like you believe that? That's the word of God for the people of God. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is a promise for you. Right? So I pray today that you grab hold of all those promises that God has for you today. I pray that today as you look back and realize that you are a masterpiece, that you are important, that you are forgiven in Christ. Amen? Think about all that God wants to do in you and through you. And is he able? Absolutely. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for each one here, Lord. I thank you that you have plans for us that are good and not disaster to give us a future and a hope. And our hope is in you, Lord. If you're sitting here today, you say, buddy, that sounds good. I've heard some of these things. I haven't heard some of these things. I want you to hear this, my friend. That there is one cure for sin, and his name is Jesus. And if you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, I pray today is the day. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. Uh, if you're listening online later on today, wherever, whoever, the Lord is available for you today right here. You say, well, buddy, you don't know my past. That's okay. don't need to. God does. He knows your past, present, and your future. And he still sent Jesus to redeem you from your sin and my sin. Let me tell you, I don't stand up here preaching at you. I'm talking with you. Because you know what? The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. But he says, you know what? I give you eternal life when you put your faith and trust in my son. How do I do that? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a sin debt to pay and we could not pay it. So he sent Jesus Christ himself to pour out his blood to pay that in full. And we received that by faith. If you've never done that today, let this be your day. Listen very close, friends. Listen very close. This is what it's all about. You say, how do I do that? Follow me with your heart in this prayer. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, Lord, I believe you're the Son of, Son of God. Right. It takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, I put my faith and trust in what you did for me. If you prayed that today, don't leave here today without saying, you know, buddy, I prayed that today. Tell me more. The Lord says, you know what? When we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That means, you know what? His sacrifice was perfect for the world. But I want to make sure everyone in this room, everyone in the sound of my voice know, is for them personally. So Lord, we thank you for your greatest gift. If you're here today and you say, you know, I've done that, buddy, but I've, I've walked away from the Lord. I've made some mistakes. Amen. You're in the right place. You're in good company. We all have done that. But I'm going to tell you what. All we need to do is ask God for forgiveness and realize that we have a sweet, sweet home in heaven. But God wants to work in your life today, this day. Lord, show us our purpose. Show us our mission. Give us the power through your spirit to serve you well and reflect you good in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. All right.